down in the grip of oppression I fought for my liberty I paid with the blood of my people Freedom has never been free Now my door's always open To dreamers and friends But when I'm attacked I protect and defend Because my name is America I stand proud and free Well, balloons, balloons, balloons It looks like uh, we're not going to have any balloons left for birthday parties anymore because everybody will wind up shooting them down. Who knows where these balloons are coming from? One thing is certain, though. We know this one came from China. And my question is always going to be like everybody else said. What the heck took so long to shoot that balloon down? Or did Biden have to wait for his call from the CCP that says, okay, Mr. Biden, we've got all the data that we need and we don't need any more so you can shoot it down and feel like a hero. Folks, this administration is made up of the biggest, greatest, most incompetent people that I can imagine. And I must say that this is affirmative action well working. Uh, we are not picking the best and the brightest. We are picking those for diversity. And when you don't pick the best and the brightest and you wind up with mediocre people, you wind up with worse policies because, as just came out, these people cannot think and plan ahead. My goodness, they can't even plan present. So how are they going to plan ahead? I don't think they have a clue as to how to run anything, not even an ice cream truck, but I'm sure they don't have those anymore. <laughs> I'm dating myself here. <laughs> but I don't believe that there is any competency in the O'Biden administration unless it comes from Obama, because they were very competent in getting all of this in place in America. You are listening to Karen Schoen. This is the prism of America's education brought to you on the America Out Loud talk radio network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. And the Alliance is on to something incredible. We are having a train this week. I will bring you the information next week. But it has, of course, to do with schools and making sure our children are excellent, not mediocre like what we have today. I believe we've lost a couple of generations to this stupidity, and it is going to take a heavy toll on our country. However, we have a lot to talk about today because so much is going on, and I invited Claire Lopez, a friend, to come back and give us what she thinks this balloon is all about. Claire Lopez, thank you so much for joining me today. What is this balloon about? Well, thank you, Karen. It's good to be with you again, as always. Thanks for having me back. Um, and... Uh, as for what we know up to this point, um, uh, we are talking here on Monday, uh, February the 6th, uh, is that a Chinese surveillance balloon carrying clearly visible surveillance equipment, a sensor package on the exterior of the balloon, 
crossed into continental United States airspace this past Friday, the the 3rd of uh, February, over the state of Montana. However, uh, the balloon had long since before that departed the Asian mainland, departed China, and headed eastward across the Pacific Ocean. The United States military tracks everything, be it an airplane, a jet fighter, uh, a missile, a drone, or in this case, a balloon, that travels eastward out of mainland China. And certainly, if it crosses over the entire Pacific Ocean, heading east, crosses into American airspace in Alaska's, or over Alaska's Aleutian Islands, and then NORAD, North American Aerospace Defense Command, North American Air Aerospace Defense Command, which combines uh, the military capabilities of both Canada and the United States. Well, the balloon in question here traversed down uh, Canada's west coast, and then, as I said, entered uh, continental U.S. airspace. Um, but during all of this time, when the U.S. military Department of Defense of certainty was tracking this balloon from its departure time out of, out of China, until a civilian, an, an ordinary American on the ground in Montana looked up and saw this thing and then alerted a local uh, TV uh, channel, which then began to beam uh, images of, of the balloon uh, out over the airways. But the point here is the United States government, the White House, the Department of Defense, the Pentagon, they weren't going to tell us anything. They weren't going to even mention this. Had not the Chinese, I think deliberately, ensured by the altitude of this balloon, something around 60,000 feet up, that people on the ground could see it. They wanted us Americans on the ground, we, the citizens, to see it. But our government wasn't going to tell us anything. They weren't going to say a word. Started beaming across the TV channels. Do you think that the Chinese government did this as a so-called middle finger to the American people saying, look, your government isn't even capable of protecting you from a balloon? In a way, yes. Um, I do think that the, uh, the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, um, deliberately intended for the American uh, people, as in Montana, to see this balloon, to see uh, what they could get away with without our government uh, either advising us, we the people, of what was happening, or doing anything about the balloon as it then traversed west to east across the entire continental United States. And it wasn't until... Um, what, Saturday afternoon, uh, that would have been uh, Saturday the 4th of uh, February here, um, that the U.S. military uh, finally shot the balloon down uh, once it exited continental overland U.S. and, uh, however, was still in 
U.S. territorial waters off of South Carolina and the Atlantic Ocean. And but following... The Chinese deliberately wanted the United States people, we the people, to see this thing, to know that the government, our government, was hiding it from us, not defending us from it, whatever it was, doing nothing to stop it. They wanted us to see that, the Chinese did, in my opinion, because they wanted us to lose even more uh, faith and trust in our government. I think that was the, I think that was, uh, in, in addition to any intelligence collection that might've been going on or not, uh, in addition to collection, uh, you know, of uh, various kinds of information, we can talk about that. Uh, I, I think this was, I think this was a psychological operation to uh, diminish, to degrade our American people's uh, faith and trust in our government. Well, they're doing a very good job. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's I mean, one thing on psychologically. Virus, right? yeah, psychologically, the Chinese are way ahead of us. They have uh, developed psychological techniques. Um, folks, we're going to be subject to lots of these. And I happen to agree with you, Claire. I'm very concerned about, I mean, imagine if this contained a bioweapon. I mean- No, it, that wouldn't work. Um, that's that's not the way uh, biological weapons or chemical weapons are, um, or an EMP for that matter. Yeah, that like was my other- pulse weapon. Mm -hmm. Not not efficient, not, not effective at oh, the good. altitude that these balloons were flying. Uh, for BW and CW, simply not an effective uh, means of dispersal. Not no. Well, that's good. <laughs> that was good to know. They could be studying the air patterns, though, so yes. that it makes it easier for them when they decide to do whatever they want to do. They'll have a chart of the airflow over America, which is yes. extremely important. That that really could be. I was just reading an article by Rick Fisher, um, and a real expert on um, not just uh, China and uh, the CCP's operations against us, but on uh, all manner of uh, weaponry, rockets and missiles and such. And uh, he was writing uh, in the Epoch Times in an article that described uh, what you just talked about there, Karen, and that is that uh, maybe this really was a weather balloon, among other things, um, but collecting, as you said, um, weather data on uh, weather patterns of of the wind of of the uh, you know at different altitudes or or you know whatever temperatures um, again around over above many many of our most sensitive um, missile uh, nuclear military defense sites uh, particularly out west there. Now, this is a very scary thing. We should never, under any circumstances, have any foreign entity fly anything over America without express permission and knowing exactly what they're doing and knowing the route that they're going to be taking so that it Absolutely. could be monitored. This yeah. was a, a total, as far as I'm concerned, the incompetence level of our military has escalated even further than I thought it was the last time, which was awful. They're so concerned about- Well, the military, about uh, you know, 
uh, and or the executive branch of the United States government, this particular administration, which is so badly compromised by the Chinese, by the Communist Party of China. Um, as I said at the beginning, uh, it is a certainty that the U.S. military picked up this balloon. And oh, by the way, others that we are now learning uh, previously have flown over uh, Asian ally uh, uh, countries, uh, allies of ours in, in the Asian area, uh, and uh, also somewhere near Hawaii not that long ago. Um, but they picked it up. There's no question. They The military picked this up. But they didn't say anything and they didn't do anything. Was that because of their decision making or was it the decision making of the Biden administration, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue? I have a tendency to think that it was the O'Biden administration because I think Obama is hanging out there. And it is the O'Biden administration that is in love with the CCP and they will allow them to do whatever they can and whatever they want to as long as it creates harm for Americans. And uh, nothing is going to change my mind on that one. Uh, I believe that this administration has an expressed interest in destroying America and they are doing a hell of a job doing it. It is disgraceful and sad. And it is heartbreaking for me to see as a senior what our children are going to be facing and our grandchildren are going to be facing with this total incompetence and this lost generation. Um, as they, again, uh, coming over the border is the same thing to me as a balloon with surveillance. You have all of these people, what did they say? Six million people have come into America now? Yeah, well, I mean, China has now demonstrated um, that this administration will not defend our borders or our airspace against uh, an enemy adversary incursion, uh, be it a single balloon, multiple balloons, or hordes of illegal aliens. And yes. that demonstration, again, gets back to what I was saying, that a psychological operation is to show to the American people how feckless, how compromised our current administration actually is that will not defend our borders, our airspace, or the American people. I, you know, you, you sit here and you're thinking, here's an administration, as Claire just said, that will not defend its people. So what do the people do? What must the people do other than voting the criminals out of office? What must the people do? What can the people do against an administration that refuses to defend anything for the people? Well, uh, what is going to happen, uh, certainly uh, in the coming days of this week, uh, in the House of Representatives, now uh, controlled by Republicans, what will happen um, are a number of hearings. Uh, and at the very least, um, members of the Biden administration will be called in to provide testimony to the various uh, Republican now controlled committees in the House of Representatives. And they're going to be asked some very pointed questions uh, about what they knew, when they knew it, and what their response was to, to this, this violation of international 
uh, law, a violation of American uh, law and airspace um, over the many days that they knew it was occurring and yet did nothing. That's the phrase that keeps on popping up, did nothing. And that's what we have to continue to think of. We cannot be in a position where we are relying on our government to save us because they're not home. They're not interested. They are only interested in world venues. They're not interested in what happens in the old America. We're uh, out of whack for what they want to do, which is control everything. We've seen that in Davos. We've seen how they speak about us. We know we should know what's coming next. And all of this, I believe, is all pointed to the AI that they are now claiming that they will be able to integrate AI into a human's brain and your thoughts will be able to manage what your computer comes up with. These people are sick. I don't know how else to describe them, but they are truly on a crash course to destroy American excellence, to destroy America. I bet, Claire, that if you asked a lot of these people what MAGA stands for, they have no idea. Well, or they do have a perfectly good idea and want to wreck it. Ah, I figured they had no idea, but that might be another good option to think of also. They they don't look at what the Koch brothers just came out and said. They're going to donate millions to the RNC to have anybody other than Trump. And this is Republicans fighting for whom? Because the Koch brothers are certainly not interested in you and me. They're interested in their uh, millions billion dollar, actually could even be trillion dollar empire that is focused on the world, certainly not on America. So we are going to have a heavy duty session of hopefully coming out of the House of Representatives. But what happens, Claire? The House will make a, a recommendation and then what? It goes to Merrick Garland. So what happens? Well, I don't know that there would be any criminal uh, referrals coming out of these hearings, not on this particular topic. Um, I think the benefit of them uh, in the main will be to expose and show uh, specifically to the American people um, what was involved in the decision-making process over this last week and this balloon um, traversing across continental United States with, with no defensive action taken whatsoever until it exited our airspace and uh, was over uh, territorial waters in the Atlantic. Uh, and finally, uh, the Pentagon decided to, uh, I guess, obey uh, the orders from their commander in chief, kind of, sort of, uh, which Biden uh, tells us he gave to the Department of Defense to shoot the thing down uh, the, the Wednesday before it was eventually shot down on Saturday. Um, That'll be to expose, to show the American people. But honestly, uh, to my way of thinking, that only furthers the Chinese PSYOP that I keep talking about. And that is to degrade and diminish, destroy uh, the American people's uh, faith in our uh, government's ability to defend us, to protect us. But it has to be done 
Uh, nevertheless, I, I'm not suggesting the hearing should not be held. They should. Uh, but 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 that is valuable in and of itself, yes. But I think also um, in in the telling of that story, uh, it will indeed uh, further the um, the CCP psyop uh, intentions. If I'm right about that, uh, to degrade our uh, you know our trust in in our in our government, you know, um, to provide for the common defense. Isn't that what it says in the preamble to the Constitution? Oh, you think they read it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think they read the Constitution. I'm not so sure either. <laughs> I don't think our legislators even know what the Constitution has in it because they certainly don't follow it. Um, and this, of course, always presents a big problem. Folks, the whole communist ideology is that the government becomes the God, the family, and the protector of the people. And if they can break down God, which they are doing terrifically, family, even though family is very prevalent in Chinese culture, not in CCP culture, and then, of course, the government. So if they take away and poke holes and make people afraid or insecure in those three items, it makes it very easy for an entity to come in and fill the void that they have created. So they're creating the void, and then they're going to fill it with what they want. And this is a, a disaster in the making, and we're going to have a lot of problems as these things are exposed. But as Claire said, and I, as I believe, my hope has to be with who we elected, and that is in the House of Representatives. So, folks, if you don't know who your representative is by now, and you don't have them on the speed dial on your phone or know uh, um, exactly what app they should be look, you should be looking at and you're not following them, then you are not doing your job. Isn't that correct, Claire? Absolutely spot on, Karen, yes. We, we must be on top of our legislators because nobody else will. And you can't give these people free reign of anything because give a, a, what is it? If you give them an inch, they'll take a mile. And that's exactly what they will do. In any event, we have so much to look at at the border. So do you think Mayorkas is a new plan? Can you explain maybe what the parole system is? Because that keeps on coming up also. Yeah, so um, it, it, it is um, a misuse of um, a, uh, a system uh, in the U.S. immigration uh, program, uh, parole, as you say, um, except uh, what 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 the Department of Homeland Security and uh, the Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas, what, what he is doing um, is taking something that is actually on the books, this parole system, but using it in a way that will provide um, additional entry to what are very likely mostly illegals with no true claim no verifiable claim uh, to 
uh, asylum to a political asylum in the United States, but nevertheless allowing 30,000 per month from uh, the countries of Cuba and Venezuela. I think it's Haiti and what, Nicaragua, those four. Yeah. Um, those slots, 30,000 per month multiplied by 12 months in the year, um, an additional 360,000 illegals mostly probably illegals who if they went through an asylum petition process as president trump set it up before they enter the united states stay in mexico they would not be granted entry into the united states because their claims for political asylum would be denied but under the misuse as i see it of this parole system um Homeland Security is going to uh, allow in these, I mean, just like we need another 360,000 illegals in the country, uh, that's the plan. And actually, when you hear the number 360,000, I want you to multiply it by four because every single one of these people is allowed to bring in their family. So what if it was a wife and a couple of kids or a wife and a couple of kids and the aunt and the uncle and other kids that nobody knows about? That's going to be part of the number. And all of a sudden, that 360,000 will wind up being several million. And I think that's where we're headed right now. Um, oh, we're I, already there in, the, in terms of the numbers of, you know, millions. Um, add to that the uh, unbelievable numbers of what they call gotaways. That is uh, people who um, got into the country uh, illegally, were seen uh, perhaps on, uh, you know, surveillance cameras or something like that, or seen even by uh, the border patrol but but they were not apprehended uh and have entered the country we don't know who they are where they come from what they're here for or where they are in the country right now and i heard a very um troubling a very disturbing report um perhaps it was last evening on the news uh and that is that um i think it might have been bill malugin this fantastic uh, young reporter uh on, on uh, fox news I believe he was the one talking about this. And he said, most of these illegals realize that if they turn themselves in to Border Patrol, uh, they're going to be processed. They're going to be given, you know, free cell phone, money, food, um, uh, airline ticket to the, to the city of their choice, um, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, they're going to be allowed into the country, bottom line, and they can go wherever they want and do whatever they want. And they're, they're, they're never going to show up in court for any, you know, fictitious court date. It's just not going to happen. Most people do that because they know that the benefits are awaiting them. But the gotaways, the ones we're talking about here, over 200 and something thousand just in the month of January, last month alone, multiply that by 12 months in the year. Um, they did not want to go to Border Patrol and turn themselves in. And the question has to be, why not? Who are these people that don't want to, to turn themselves in and avail themselves of all these, you know, free bennies that are awaiting them? Well, they're narco-traffickers. They're human traffickers. They're child traffickers. They're jihadi terrorists. Other kinds of criminals. And who knows? So that 
that's another troubling aspect to this whole open border policy of the Biden administration. Well, hold that thought, folks, because we're at a break and I'm going to ask Claire if she'll hang with us for another for a few more minutes. I know she has to be someplace, but if you can hang, that would be wonderful. And let's continue this conversation. Don't go away. Claire, tell everyone where they can find you. Please, I'll give you this one place to go look. DefendTheBorder.org, since we're on that topic. DefendTheBorder.org, a joint project of Tom Homan, former acting ICE director under President Trump, Tom Trento, and the United West, with whom I also work. Okay, don't go away, folks. We'll be right back. This is Karen Schoen. You're listening to the Prism of America's Education, brought to you on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. Well, you're hearing the news about the convergence of influenza, respiratory syncytial virus, and now SARS-CoV-2, COVID-19, hitting at the same time in some households. Uh, Most of these conditions are mild, but they are bothersome. People have fever, cough, congestion, uh, respiratory symptoms, and one of the best ways to safeguard your home is with the Genesis Fogger. The Genesis Fogger uses HOCL, that is a safe disinfectant, Uh, It is virucidal. It kills the virus in the air and on surfaces. It creates a dry mist. You can use it to sterilize certain rooms, sterilize bathrooms particularly, and I think every household should have it. So go to America Out Loud website, go to the banner bar and click on Genesis Fogger to get a discount on your purchase. And you're going to need it because the first purchase involves the uh, unit itself, and then you'll get a box of the liquid that's used inside, it's diluted in water, and that's basically the supply. And you're given a a, a real good number of bottles that'll last you a long time, but go ahead and pick up the discount on the first purchase when you go to our banner bar on America Out Loud, and that's the Genesis Fogger. Let's get real, let's get loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. was Henry Wadsworth Longfellow that said, lives of great men all remind us we can make our lives sublime and departing, leave behind us footprints on the sands of time. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. Welcome back, everyone. This is Karen Schoen. You're listening to the Prism of America's Education, brought to you on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. 
And my wonderful guest, Claire Lopez, who has agreed to spend a little more time with us because she is a wealth of information and this is information that has to be told. Uh, Claire, welcome back to the show. I appreciate your hanging with us for a little bit longer. And uh, we were talking about what's going on on the border, but all of this is really just tied to the Chinese and what they intend to do. And if we don't pay attention to what they intend to do, we're going to all wind up speaking Chinese very shortly. Claire, what what do you think is the biggest threat from China? Well, um, I I really think that the biggest threat uh, is not necessarily military or, or technology, although those are very concerning, uh, but rather... Uh, the sophistication of the CCP's psychological uh, operations, information operations, penetration uh, and infiltration and destruction from within of our, what I might call pillars of society in America. And that would include things like academia. Uh, It would include uh, the media, including social media, of course, Um, government, obviously, at every level. Wall Street and industry, uh, the entertainment industry, all of these I, I think of uh, as, as, as our sectors of society don't wanna leave out public health. Uh, and the Chinese without deploying a single tank, plane, ship or troop has penetrated and infiltrated each of those sectors over the last many years and is making very disturbing progress towards destroying, corroding, and destroying each of those from within. This, Folks, this is not a joke. This is not something to be pushed aside. This is not something for you to say, no, it's never going to happen. It's already here. It's already happening. And about how many, and this is going to be a rough estimate, but about how many do you, people do you think in our Congress and our government are controlled or are getting marching orders from the CCP? I, I really have no way of knowing that. Um, the, the thing that we can look to, of course, uh, at, at the, um, uh, the administration level, I would go to the executive branch here, are the decisions made by the Biden administration since taking office in January of 2021 regarding China. Uh, the things that the Biden administration has done to debilitate America, destroying our energy independence, opening our border to an absolute flood of uncounted illegal aliens. Um, And now of course, allowing uh, this uh, CCC balloon incursion uh, across the entirety of our continental United States, uh, never mind first Alaska too. Um, destroying our economy. Um, you know, we could go on and on with the decisions that have been made by this administration, and and, and I'm talking about the administration here, um, that redound to the benefit of the CCP, of the Chinese Communist Party that makes no secret of its intent um, to conquer the world, to destroy the United States as, uh, well, once upon a time, uh, leader of the free world. Um, and, and I think that they're doing that again. Yes, they've built up their military. 
uh, alarmingly so, um, leap, leapfrogged us in, in any number of, of technological areas uh, with, with which we have uh, helped them along the way. Um, but to me, the, the most serious uh, is what's been going on inside of our own country, our own institutions, our own sectors of society that we named there just a bit ago. Um, their success in being able to do that essentially carte blanche without any pushback from this administration uh, is very disturbing. It is extremely disturbing. And I truly believe that the O'Biden regime is in the pocket of CCP. Uh, there's too much money flowing around. There's too many perks flowing around for that not to be true. And then we see this balloon nonsense, which, as Claire just said, should have been shot down when it was in the Pacific, and it was monitored by the U.S. military. I wonder, are they going to monitor us as uh, China blows up things? Uh, or are they going to monitor us? All they're going to do is monitor. They don't do anything other than monitoring. Well, that's so the problem, though. They're not monitoring what I'm talking about in terms of information operations, infiltration of our sectors of society, the corrosion uh, of, of our national um, power and influence, our, our, our internal strength. Nobody's monitoring that in the Biden administration. They're not monitoring that at all. And it's no. happening across the board uh, in those sectors, as I, as I, as I talked about, under the Biden administration. It certainly is. And I just read an article that said that the Biden administration is incapable of planning for advance. They they have no foresight. They can't see what would be the what would be the consequence of an action and how to guide a consequence to make it come out the way they want. They're incapable of doing that, folks. And again, we go back to that's their education because that's what the Chinese communist education is all about, which we see cropping up in our schools. Break down society, make them dumb and stupid, make them think that the only saving grace, the only place that they will be saved is from the government. And therefore, the reliance on the government becomes everything. And their hope, of course, is that they will continue to get elected over and over again. Uh, Claire, you mentioned before a wonderful website. I hope everyone has gone there. Can you tell us what the group is doing? Right. So we were talking about defendtheborder.org, defendtheborder.org. And this is a joint uh, effort project uh, that includes former acting ICE director under President Trump, Tom Holman, uh, once and future, we may hope, uh, maybe not just ICE, but Secretary of DHS one day again. Would that or be not wonderful? Again, but one day. Uh, and uh, co collaborating with Tom Trento and our group at the United West. And so uh, the effort, um, which you can see in terms of articles, videos, documentary films, at the website, defendtheborder.org, is to highlight um, the crisis, the absolute catastrophe that's been going on at our southern border 
with Mexico uh, since the Biden administration took office uh, in January of 2021. Um, and it's meant to alert, uh, to inform the American people of just how bad things are because the mainstream media is not informing them, not going to inform them. Um, but that's the niche that we see ourselves uh, being able to help fill, uh, to inform, to alert, uh, and, and, and to urge to action. Um, certainly, we're going to see that um, action uh, uh, in, in, in terms of um, influence and pressure on our uh, elected representatives now in the Republican-controlled House of Representatives and the hearings that will be coming up very shortly this week uh, and on from there. Um, but 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 that is the purpose of of our of our effort to to prepare the American people for a change uh, at the top in the presidential elections of 2024. I would suggest that you get that website and you take that URL and you send that to your legislator with a question. When was the last time you were at the border? Because that has been the major problem. It's easy to say something doesn't exist if you don't go there and look at it. That makes it easy. Oh, it doesn't exist. I don't have to see it. It's not there. Well, it is there. And we want you to go and see it. So that was the question when my lame uh, representative from the House sent out his lame email that said absolutely nothing. I sent back a question to him and said, where's the information on what's going on on the border? And when was the last time you were there? Which the answer to that one would be never. Good so, point, Karen. And if I may um, interject here, um, one of our um, slogans, I guess you would call it, at defendtheborder.org is every state is a border state. Because the United States government, in collusion with the Mexican drug cartels and the non-governmental organizations uh, like Catholic Charities and the Methodists and the Lutheran Social Services, uh, collaborating to distribute these illegal aliens across the entire United States, in addition to allowing, as we said before, all these gotaways, uh, we don't know who they are, but certainly would include those with malign intent, drug traffickers bringing fentanyl uh, and, and, and other um, drugs into and across the entire United States, um, the child trafficking into sex trade, women, trafficked into into the sex trade uh the young men the boys um signed up to the cartels to do their work in every state certainly of the lower 48 but i've been to alaska recently and it's up there too um to to um to distribute uh these illegals uh and what they bring with them the drugs the crime the gangs the terrorism bringing that to every state Every state is a border state. Absolutely. And folks, remember, they, the opposition are Marxists. They are in both parties. There isn't anything that says, oh, we're only Democrats and we're not going to be Republicans, too. They are in both parties. And they have been co-opted. You might st want to start off with the 18 that voted for the Inflation Act. The 18 that voted for that, take a look at them and make sure 
and see who they are connected to. You will be in for a big surprise. You can go and look at their donor list. It's very easy. Uh, please do that. And then ask your representative, when was the last time you were at the border? What makes you think this is okay? And don't handle the, don't listen to when they say, oh, but we can't do anything. It's the federal government's choice. No, they can do something. They absolutely can do something. The question, of course, involves money and high, highest priority should be to complete that wall and get a proper procedure. Actually, I would love to say no more immigration until we actually know who's here and get rid of the appropriate people, which is the six million that just fled into America. Claire, I want to thank you so much for joining me. It is a pleasure as always, and I look forward to our talk and would love to have you come back again because I learned so much and that is the goal and objective. So what last words can you tell our uh, listening audience? What can they do to help? Well, I just want to thank you, Karen, for having me on your show again. I think you bring up so many important topics that we get to discuss in depth, not, you know, in a, you know, I've got 30 seconds left, uh, a TV anchor uh, kind of an interview. Um, so I thank you for that. Um, you've highlighted today, we've highlighted um, incredibly important issues. Um, you know, the uh, the Chinese Communist Party's um, intentions towards America, malign intentions, uh, and of course then tied in with that, connected with that, uh, the catastrophe on our southern border. So uh, just thank you very much, Karen, and I too will be looking forward to our next chance to talk again. Well, thank you so much, Claire. It, it is always wonderful to speak with you, and we learn so much, as always. Folks, the most important thing we learned is that we have to get involved. It's our country, and the only one that's going to save anything is going to be us, because over and over again, America is slowly death by a thousand cuts being canceled as our history is being erased. Worse than that, our constitution is being rewritten in front of our very eyes. America of the past is gone. How are people going to fight for something if they have no idea what it is? Why should they fight for anything? They have no clue. But you will have a clue. We are very lucky. Lydia Wallace, Natal, is with us. Hi there, Lydia. How are you? And Lydia has written a wonderful book, with it, which I had a chance to read and is fabulous. So I'm going to let you, Lydia, tell everyone what this is all about and why should we even, what prompted you to write it? And why should we even bother? Does it apply to today? <laughs> oh, those um, old people? Yeah. It was 100 years ago. Why should I pay attention to that? Well, if you have an animal and give it the choice of going, for instance, a dog in its kennel or being with you in freedom, or a horse out in 20 acres with no fence or in a teeny weeny you know, box stall, what are they going to choose? And, and so what's interesting is 
we as people keep getting ourselves more and more enclosed into like a kennel environment where we are losing our liberty right and left. And yet we're willfully doing it. We're willfully walking into the kennel going, okay, I want security. This will keep me safe. (laughs) They'll feed me. They'll give me shelter. And, and it's insane. And so, um, so yeah, back in the late 2000s, I was a mom, still a mom. What's your mom? You're always a mom, right, Karen? And, Absolutely. And I wanted to know what the heck are my kids going to be learning in when it comes to history? And I was just starting to wake up myself. I didn't know the difference between the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. Having graduated valedictorian, I did not even have that knowledge. And Uh, it was starting to become important to me because I realized I had no idea who to vote for in that 2008 election. And I thought, surely there there needs to be some kind of standard or something that I could use to judge the candidates. Well, what on earth could that be? Scratch my head, scratch my head. And the answer, Karen, was ding, 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 ding. How about the United States Constitution? And I realized... (laughs) What a surprise. Yeah, I heard you <laughs> gasping. I'm sure I was in shock. So um, I, I became so thirsty. I didn't realize how dehydrated, dehydrated I was for the truth till I realized how little I knew about our country's founding and grounding, especially what the rules were. I mean, if you don't know what the rules are for governing, how do you know if the people you're voting for are playing by the rules? Are they cheating? Are they ripping you off? Um, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and so I made it my quest to start finding. I read everything I could from the founding fathers, their actual words, because I checked out all the textbooks in my county that teach uh, in my school district that teach uh, government uh, and early American history, and went through them all over an entire summer. I checked them all out and uh, found. Most of them, except for one, had the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, the Mayflower Compact, all these important documents in the back of the book in the reference section. Well, tell me, how many of you, raise your hand, read the reference section, you know, and that's when I realized, no wonder why things are such a mess in our form of government. There's nothing inspiring really about our form of government. Uh, There should be, there was, it's because we're not playing by the rules. Nobody knows what they are. They're, They're not taught in school anymore. And so... Being a a liberty lover, like I love my freedom. I have a horse. I love riding her all over and having that freedom. And and, um, I love having the freedom to worship how I want, think what I want, um, say what I want, you know, obviously within reason, you've, you know, you're not going to say things that are going to purposely hurt people's feelings, things like that. But um, I started researching all these stories that were true and that made made America what it is. And my son was acting out in class in his school and I pulled him out. He's getting all, you know, used for unsatisfactory for citizenship. And um, so I pulled him out to homeschool him, which was scarier than heck because I'd never homeschooled before, but I just knew he was heading down a track that if I didn't do something different, I would lose him. That's just my impression as mom. 
And he, we enrolled him in a class that, where he was learning also these amazing stories of our American heritage, rich American heritage, learning the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. And he, I w- witnessed him do a 180 within one year learning these things. And when we put him back in high school, ninth grade, um, he graduated high school with five congressional nominations between West Point Military Academy, the Air Force Academy, and the Naval Academy. Um, and I just thought, my gosh, these stories are so important for our youth to learn. If it did that for my son, what would it do for the rest of, I live in Utah, for my, my, my people in Utah? And so that's why I compiled them all. I, I uh, self-printed. I, I'm not an author. I am now, but I, I graduated Karen with a degree in interior design. So what the heck is an interior design major doing? <laughs> Researching and writing um, these stories of American founding. Well, I did it because I love our kids and they're not getting this in school. And I love what it did to my son. It's like all of a sudden he found mission and purpose and, and vision for his life beyond when can I play basketball again? When can I be back in the day on my PlayStation portable? That's that'll date me. But, um, you know, that was all he could think about. Uh, grades were not anything he was thinking of anymore. It was, he was lying. He was just being, I I felt like on his 13th birthday, I should have a funeral and wear black. I didn't know what happened to my son. And so for him to do that kind of a turnaround because of learning what he learned first was what is it like to experience the absence of liberty and some of the, the books they, they this class had him read were, I don't know if you've heard of Red Scarf Girl, but it's a true story of a girl who was who witnessed the Cultural Revolution in uh, China okay. during the reign of Mao Zedong and just how it infiltrated her school, how it affected her, how it affected her family, the fear, the absolute fear of, of you know, what's going to happen next. Are they going to bust down our door and, you know, raid our house trying to find, you know, something that they were looking for that would uh, show that you're a re- someone resisting Mao Zedong and his cultural revolution. I mean, they, they read um, The Hiding Place. Um, I don't know if you've heard of Ellie Weitzel's Night, but that one is excellent also about the Holocaust. I mean, you have that's the that's the thing. Unless you understand um well, unless you have unless you have some frame of reference, some experience, it's difficult to follow a flag when yeah. there's nothing behind it. Yeah. You want to, yep. you know, you you want to feel part of something. You want to yep. feel that your life had a purpose, that you did something really good. And our kids today have no heroes. Who are their heroes? Animated cartoons and avatars? These yeah. are not heroes. Who are they going to emulate? The idiots who are doing the Grammys? Yeah. I mean, this yeah. is this is very sad because we have taken... I would say three generations. We almost destroyed the millennials. Uh, It looks like they may be bouncing back a little, but Gen X and Z, they are in the toilet. Half of them can't even read and write. 
this is a very, very serious situation that we have allowed to happen. And books like yours where kids can read about real situations, things that really happened and give them a frame of reference of timing, of history. What a wonderful, what a wonderful thing. What a gift you are giving. Well, thank you. So I thought I better write these in like one page stories because, you know, attention spans are getting shorter and time, time to do this is getting shorter. So I did 27 one page stories with full color pictures with um, icons on the bottom with computer links or internet links where you could go on virtual field trips to some of these places where these real American stories took place. Um, we learn about the Star Spangled Banner. This, how did we get the Statue of Liberty? Um, why did your ancestors come to America? I mean, yeah. we don't want our youth to destroy what their ancestors came here for. Um, what are the forgotten stories of the signers of the Declaration of Independence? Why did we even need a United States Constitution? Weren't we ruled by a king? You know, we were. What was that like being ruled by a king who had absolute power, you know, executive, judicial, and legislative? What was like that? What was that like for the early colonists? Well, it was hell. That's why we just <laughs> we declared, you know, a revolution. And so that's why I compiled these, and it's got geography and vocabulary and um, activities, uh, questions, quotes with the pictures of the whoever said the quote, you know, so that your your kids will know who all the founders are by by not all, but uh, the you know the popular ones just by their picture and and know what they stood for, and have a deep appreciation for our country and for liberty by the time they are done. And this is oh, meant to be a wonderful. family thing. Wonderful, that is so wonderful, and thank you. I'm. This You're is so very much needed. So tell everybody the name where they can find it and uh, where they can go to find out about you. So it's called Forgotten American Stories, Celebrating America's Constitution. You can find it uh, by on my website, ForgottenAmericanStories.com, all one word, ForgottenAmericanStories.com. You, you can't search for it. Google won't pull it up. I'm on the hit list for <laughs> Google. <laughs> And I guess I should pat my back on that it means I'm doing something right. And, um, and uh, if you're familiar with We the Kids organization, I'm donating $10 from the sale of every book um, to We the Kids, which is an organization that puts God back into America's story and uh, helps teach kids the value of our freedom and our constitution. So there you go. That is wonderful, Lydia. Thank you so much for all of your hard work. Oh, and you're so welcome. Getting this book out. Folks, this is Karen Schoen. You're listening to The Prism of America's Education, brought to you on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. And stay tuned. Next time, we'll find out what the Alliance is up to. Won't you be surprised? Thank you all for listening. See you again next week. But our